Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno, Brad, and Nick. What it do? You're listening to the QTB podcast. I'm your host, Bruno. With me, as always, the Brothers McMuffins. We got Nick. We got Brad. We're here. 2023 is yes. about to go down. Oh, Woo! my gosh. Welcome in. And I mean, listen, it's, Nick, we, Nick, we finally got there. Bruno thinks it's the first episode of 2023. He forgot that he wasn't here last week. <laughs> I wasn't were, here last week. So it's none of my us were here first last episode. Week. Of, yeah, none of us were here last week. <laughs> Brad yeah. doesn't even remember. Oh, that's we, right. We, we took, took we took it. We, we did. This is the first episode of twenty three. Uh, yeah, there we go. I uh, mean, we're, we're we're all listen. In your defense, Brad, there's that stretch between like like Christmas Day and like a couple days after New Year's where everything is just a blur. It's well, like a time avoidance space, as you, you two know. know. But our listeners didn't. I was just on the wheel of sickness for two weeks. So uh, yes, so was Bruno. Yeah, yeah. mind was a blur. Partly why we were here last week because we were just uh, you right. know. <laughs> <laughs> Limp, yeah. limping into the new year <laughs> and you can tell mentally i thought we recorded last week that's what i thought so well the last yeah. episode bruno wasn't here because we were joined by uh aaron. guest uh guest uh yeah yes. of course aaron gray so it's Reagan been a while there. for me yeah, yeah because it's been the, a hot minute the the covid i it, it dialed up it was like <laughs> i didn't want to answer it i didn't want any part of it it wasn't on right. my wish list but somebody decided to give it to us and mm-hmm. thank you for that. Thank, thank you, you for that. <laughs> Fluffy you. Bunny says, and I waited up all night to listen to you guys. I tell you, you know, we, we tried to put out the content. Honestly, it was also a very slow news week last week. Like not a lot was happening, nor does it typically around this this time of uh, time of year. So uh, but we do have some uh, very exciting news stories to get to. But uh, one thing I do want to mention uh, for as far as our uh, QTB network news Big shout out to our uh, network musician, uh, Beat It, that just released their new Lemonhead album. And I, I've been listening to this. I've got it on Spotify. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful blend of EDM styles and influences uh, coming together in an album that I say it looks sour, but it sounds sweet. Okay. Wow. So give it a try. It's available <laughs> on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. Um, just search for Beat It. That's B E A T E T T E. Add it to your Spotify rotation. Whatever you got going on, great music, great tracks. Support the um, network. And a great artists. I mean, Support the network. You know, one of the right. many, uh, many people featured in there. Only musician, though, dedicated musician featured there um, in the QTB network. Good stuff. And uh, of course, guys, we got to go around the horn here. Uh, with the usual weekly question of uh, what you've been playing. I mean, Bruno, you've been uh, off the pod here for a little while. What's, uh, you know, over the holidays and uh, and beyond, what's, uh, what's Bruno been up to? I have been getting back into the sim rig. You know, that's one thing that uh, I do really like is it, it kind of takes me back to, especially if, if, I, if I can't really go anywhere because I'm not supposed to, right? Because if you're quarantining, you know, Getting out in a in a virtual race car and kind of you know hitting the pavement is a lot of fun, and I I gotta say I just picked up a new um uh a new car from RSS which is Race Sim Studio. They make they're still making modded vehicles and whatnot for Assetto Corsa, which is amazing to me that there's still a company out there that's still making content 
for this game that hasn't been supported by the official developers for 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 years now. Um, and there is a new Porsche um, P919 tribute, essentially. It's called the P91 tribute. And this thing is an absolute rocket ship. It's basically like they took a Le Mans car and they basically said, let's throw out the rule book and see how fast we can get this puppy to go. Space. And <laughs> <laughs> that's what Jack we knows. need. We Jack need knows. the space one. Where's the space? Space. <laughs> Where's Tim Curry? <laughs> oh my gosh, this thing is a rocket ship. You press all the gas and it just <laughs> takes off. It is absolutely incredible. But you can see the actual car run around the Nordschleife uh, track, which is in Germany. And for those of you who have never seen this track, like the average lap around this track is somewhere like 11 minutes. Okay, this car did it in five minutes. Okay, it was hauling butt cheeks. <laughs> butt cheeks <laughs> is what it was hauling, Nick, okay? All righty. <laughs> hey man, you know, gotta go fast, and uh, it's uh, I, I can I can speak from experience that uh, both virtually and in real life, you are a uh, you're a monster on the track. So that's the uh, that's the game for you. Fun to see, and yeah, uh, yeah man, it's uh, it, you got to play what you love, and you got you got the hardware. So my gosh, man, get into oh, it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now Brad, um, I know you joined us. Both you, Bruno, and Brad joined us for some uh, some Fortnite there on stream this week. You know, I'm loving the week. Those dubs. Loving the weekly Fortnite streams with with our community. Love joining in, playing with some of our followers, with our subscribers. Those are always a blast. And we got to get the dub. I think we what ended up with three or four or five wins on Sunday. I mean, that was that was a good night for Fortnite. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. so I mean, gotta love, gotta love the team camaraderie and squads. Squads are so much fun. I think one round we had as a team collectively thirty to thirty-five percent of the yeah. overall kills in the round. So yeah, uh, I looked at it, it was like twenty-one or something like that, and then we were, and I was about halfway through our game. Which, gosh, you know, <clears throat> shout out to Aaron because uh, he definitely survived the onslaught of the onslaught of trolling <laughs> that I did to him when he joined our party, which is did. basically like, if you can stand to be with that, then you can stand to be with this because that might happen. That might happen accidentally. Okay. Yeah, but exactly. This, this was a purpose. I loved using the impulse grenades, just kind of threw them at him. And then he just was like, you know what? I'm going to dance it out. And yeah. I appreciate that. See, Right. with flying colors <laughs> but 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 you know nick when i when i'm trying to maybe you know uh just kick back relax or when i wasn't feeling well i need something to kind of just stimulate the mind i dove into the game pass and you know what i found bejeweled three i'm just saying i pulled what? bejeweled three out of the pocket and man let me tell you that i can get lost in that for a couple hours man i just i fully beat the quest mode 100 percent last week or this past weekend so Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you're looking for some, a solo player, you're just trying, and it's got like this weird, like zone out Zen music playing in the background. It is, it actually is quite, it was quite relaxing. And I, I've been playing that yeah. on the side and I'm working to try to beat that game hundred percent all the way through every mode, get platinum, okay. platinum, all the extra achievements. I'm trying to beat it all the way through. And it's been a, a nice, uh, departure after, after some Fortnite. So that sounds like your first completion run, Brad. Is that, I mean, have you ever Second. done that before? Second. Tried to, okay, what was your first? Uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. 
Oh, I knew it was going to be that. I knew, was, I knew that was the one. He threw oh, me a line. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, a long time ago, I, a completely 100% all the way through every side achievement, every side story, every searchable item. I sailed the seas and I completed Black Flag 100%. So, uh, but for, for a single player, this and this type of nature with like certain challenges and having to like, stack certain builds and like get it like build up achievements yeah bejeweled 3 has been a nice little find in the game pass i mean shout out to game pass you can find so many different things in there when you need it so uh how about Mm -hmm. you nick what what you know i mean you've been streaming man you've been hitting we've got curbs days now i mean tell us what you got going on with the stream our stream schedule has never been better. I mean, we've got the coolest theme days um, that I, I've, 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 the best schedule we've had so far, I think. So yeah, we we got uh, Curbs Days on Thursdays. We're starting with uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Lands. I'm going to do a 100% playthrough. I have beaten the game before, just not on TikTok, but I didn't also do everything in the game. So we're going to be doing a full run through. Viewers loved it. Obviously, I, you know, Kirby and I, we know we got, we got history now at this point. <laughs> um, so it was inevitable. Um, also we, um, have on Fridays, that's going to be our dedicated, uh, a Fortnite uh, stream our um, Fortnite night uh, Friday, Fortnite nights, what I'm calling it, because you got to have a name, you got to have a gimmick. Um, and then Saturday is our, going to be our, still our chill kind of ASMR. I'm calling it si- uh, soothing sim Saturdays. It could be like a chill game. It could be a sim game. We, uh, we have a lot of requests for games like Unpacked um, or a House Flipper. House Flipper. we've already flipper. gotten through Power Wash Sim. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, nice games you can kind of relax and vibe with, right? Oh, then mean, on, did you see that that, uh, that that pool simulator is coming out? The pool cleaning simulator. Pool cleaning simulator. from the. I, I'm pretty sure it's from the makers of Power Wash Simulator. I'm right? gonna put. I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'm just gonna put nothing but chlorine in that pool. That's how. That's I how mean, you clean it. Well, just chlorine. Just just pour it in. Nick, I, I, if you're doing if you're doing house flipper, I need some design ideas. I, I might be you know watching what you're doing and taking a few notes for for the house yeah. here. So uh, I'm definitely tuning into mm-hmm. that. There you go. I'm not the guy for that. I interior <laughs> design has never been my thing, but I'll be good at cleaning, but not designing. Okay. Um, and then on Sundays, of course, our big Fall Guys streams. That's a staple uh, for us at uh, on our on TikTok. Um, with those custom lobbies. And then uh, Mondays are Poke Mondays. We're playing uh, Pokemon Violet Ooh. right now. Been having a lot of fun. Um, I'm trying to be the very best, man. But Pokemon Violet, the open world nature of that game, it's a complete game changer because you can just walk into the wrong zone <laughs> and just be like, wow, I, I got to get out of here. Oh, yeah, I can't run away. Okay, I guess I lose now. Um, you know, it's... <laughs> Sword and Shield was easy to get through because it was very linear, but this is like it's it's like hey, the world is your oyster, but like there's there's some bad oysters, <laughs> so get it's be true. careful which one you shuck. It's um, true because I I, I, I yeah. try and stick away from seafood. That, that the mean. bad oysters will get you, man. Well, People and, want those. And, and Nick, I, I'm pretty sure one of our stores tonight involves Pokemon. So the fact that it you're does. playing I'm that, I'm I'm, that. I'm, yeah. I'm getting anxious about that first story, but uh, yeah. Um, and also I do want to get in, um, I've been doing a little bit of mobile gaming. I don't normally do this, but Vampire Survivors was released on mobile and it is free to play. There is no monetization aside from like they, you can watch an ad if you die once to get revived. That's it. Like there's no in-game currency. Like, and I played probably a good 20 hours of this game for free. Nothing going on. Wow. Like, the game is brilliant. If you haven't played Vampire Survivors, I recommend the mobile version. It's an easy way to get into it because it's one, you're just you're just moving a joystick around. There's nothing complicated about the game. Um, brilliant. And there's a reason why a lot of people, it was like their indie game of, of 2022. I'm definitely hooked on it. 
if you haven't tried it after one playthrough you will get it so check that out as well um so it's been a busy gaming uh, couple of weeks for me here both between streams and uh and offline stuff um, but yeah, we, we do have to get into a lot of a big stories here uh, since we got some ground to cover. But before we do, as always, I want to uh, thank our amazing sponsors over at uh, the Winner Winner Live Arcade. Guys, live trivia has been better than ever because your boy over here has been hosting it every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm doing live trivia where if you can get all 12 of my gaming-themed questions correctly, you win a ticket jackpot of 50,000 tickets. Trust me when I say you can get some nice prizes in that redemption center for those tickets. All you got to do is answer my questions. If you haven't already, make sure you download the Winner Winner Live Arcade. If you are watching this on our live stream, the message is pinned, and it's also in our show notes or description if you're watching or listening afterwards. Check it out, guys, and don't forget to use promo code WHATITDO. That's all one word, what it do, when recharging your tokens at pay.app.winnerwinner.com. You'll get a sweet deal with 45% bonus tokens, one of our hottest promo codes ever. It's been extended through January, so make sure you take advantage. Let's do it. Get those bonus tokens. A deal so nice, we did it twice. And, of course, head into the live arcade. Check out those claw machines. Get those wins and get those prizes you can take home. They'll ship right to your door when you win. Choose from hundreds of prizes, even thousands of more prizes in the winner's circle. Again, thank you to our amazing sponsors at Winner Winner Live Arcade. Very, I mean, man, I get that, that, that background track just makes me want to sell something. Put something in front of me and let me go. Ice to an Eskimo. <laughs> Just right there. You got it. You Big summer oh, blowout. Big summer blowout. I still got it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what made the internet blow out, and that is this next story coming from MSN.com. This is, you, you would think it's breaking news, and it kind of is. There you go. Okay. <laughs> the story's coming from MSN.com, but it's been all over the internet, talking about this uh, Fortnite and Pokemon fan trailer crossover that fooled the internet, like oh, collectively, yeah. everyone went viral. Brad fell for it. Um, I <laughs> almost fell for it. <laughs> Did <laughs> I is, fall funny for because, it? Like, I sent yeah, you guys like, both. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. I'm losing my mind in all caps. And I like reshared it to you guys like 50 million times until you watched it. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like all because- giddy and I was like, this is incredible. And <laughs> I was I was about take my money. I was ready. I was about to buy the, the $90 V-Buck pack. I was I was ready to go. <laughs> yeah. But then he learned. Yeah. Not, yeah. Real. Mm-hmm. Not real. It looks convincing, though, and that's because it was made by a very popular uh, content creator that made this mashup trailer. It almost looks like maybe some claymation or something was used to create the Pokemon in Ash's style. Uh, but I mean, Bruno, when you first saw this uh, this trailer or heard about this, like, did you did any part of your brain like try to talk you into thinking it was real? The until I saw the until I saw Ash, like it was I because the opening looks just like a Fortnite video, so they did a really good job on in that respect. But as soon as I saw Ash, I was like, oh yeah, this is a fan made thing. This is not actually going to happen, and. You know, I'm sorry to disappoint anybody out there who is hoping that maybe someone will see this and someone will change their mind. Like you are, that is a, that is a dream that you can keep on having. (laughs) It's not going to happen. Like, and we'll get into that. We'll get into why it will never happen. But, uh, I mean, it's always cool to see something like that. 
Honestly, though, you know, if and I'll say this and, and pass it over to Brad. I want to see two IPs make their way into Fortnite, and that's Power Rangers and TMNT. And I think if you do a uh, a fan-made trailer with those two, I think you could sell it. I think you really could sell it. Those are two IPs that I think could benefit from um, Fortnite. I think you could see them. If, you, if, you, if you're going to see Batman with a gun, then... You know, just about all bets are off the table, except for obviously Pokemon, which is never going to happen. So I think that, you know, maybe someone out there could, you know, pull some strings into a fan made trailer of one of those two. I think it'd be a lot better. Brad, obviously, you were hoping for uh, the full Pokemon release. What was your thought on this? Well, I have to say, I fell for I fell for how well that 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 trailer was made. I mean, it definitely the way it, they caught it. Yeah, <laughs> got him. yeah. I didn't they even shake it. three times. That was a, that was a one shaken star. Like <laughs> I was in. Like Brad has been added to the poke. Yes, uh, I mean you watch. But Bruno's right. You watch that intro. It feels from the moment it opens like a true Fortnite like trailer clip, and then all of a sudden that the way they integrated Charizard and then. Ash and Pikachu showing up, you know, I, I had a momentary like doubt when I first saw Ash. I was like, Ooh, that doesn't look as clean as it should for Epic. But I was like, Oh, maybe, you know, maybe it'll look better when he's in the game or like when they're in the game. And I'm like, Oh, Pikachu will yeah. be his back bling. Like I totally was like thinking of the, 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 the item release, the item shop of what was going to be there and, and not so much. Is this real or not? So uh, you know, definitely disappointed. Hook, line, and sinker had me, but the more we started to break this down, you know, pre-podcast, I was, you know, it really started to make sense on why we'd really never end up seeing this crossover as much as we'd want it in Fortnite. And, yeah. and so, so maybe Nick, you can set the table and kind of maybe get a start on why you you maybe agree with Bruno or don't on on will, will we ever see see this crossover. This is the only time I think I can ever think of in the very lengthy group chats and like prep, like, you know, one on one DMs in Facebook where you've ever sent me something in all caps. And it was <laughs> holy crap. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Along with the link. I'm like, Brad never sends something in caps. This has got to be huge. Um, and so I watch it and I, I had instantly known that it wasn't a thing because um, and it was it was Court Nene. Um, it's in live chat right now that it sent me not that direct trailer, but something similar that was alluding to something like this. And I'm thinking like, I don't think that's a real thing. I, I'm pretty sure it's a fan trailer. And we had just talked about before about somebody had sent in a um, a fan trailer. That all, like, I, think that, I think this is what Court Nene sent me, not not the Fortnite thing. It was a Mario Kart trailer but with like all these other Nintendo IPs like Kirby and what have you. And it looks very convincing. Um, it's just, it's so easy these days to create trailers that look like the real thing that, um, especially in the era of, you know, AI art and, you know, AI is even heading into video territory yeah. where you just, you, I mean, you have to be very cautious about what you see. And I, I, when I, when I saw what you sent me, cause I watched it first, um, I'm not, not going to jump to conclusions, you know, and once it reached that point where it, it zooms in on Ash, I was in the same boat as Bruno. When I first saw Ash, what I thought was, OK, Ash looks like a, maybe almost like a claymation thing, but maybe that's the art style they could take it in. What gave it away for me was Pikachu. Pikachu did not look good on his shoulder. I'm like, no way. Uh, uh, that's that 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 ain't it. 
Um, Let but, me take you know, off my rose-colored glasses. I t- completely <laughs> <laughs> missed it. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> um, but what, here's what I'll say is that I, 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 don't, I don't see this ever happening. You know, Pokemon is not in a position where they really need to be heading into crossover territory in order to monetize Pokemon as a franchise. One of the, I think it's the largest franchise, not when you, when you go into video game only stats, it's a different world. But when you talk about the actual value of an IP from uh, what trading cards to, I mean, movies, you name it, Pokemon's in it these days. Merchandising is huge. Um, that, they they can they can pull that money lever a billion ways and they don't need to rely on another company to do it right why why put pokemon in smite when they can just release their own pokemon moba right pokemon unite's been very successful um they've got the resources and the wherewithal to to make that happen so you know i the, my thing is that nintendo is anti-violence right nintendo is very family friendly that's always been their thing so there's never going to be a time where they say, let's put Pokemon, let's put Ash Ketchum, let's put a, you know, a Charizard, whatever, a humanoid model, like Lucario, whatever it is, Mewtwo, and let's give him an assault rifle, let's give him a pistol. Even though Fortnite is, is, is marketed as a family-friendly game, you have to remember at the end of the day that you are wielding real-sounding and real-looking, to an extent, weapons, right? Yeah. It's not like other games where you're using like a, an arm cannon for Mega Man or Samus Aran. Um, this is a different ballpark I mean, Bruno, it, it, it's it, that's the right. Do you agree with that that line of thinking that uh, that violence, you know, from a perspective of gun violence, could be a big detractor? Oh, I think it's the number one uh, detractor for for Nintendo in in general. I mean, if you look at their track record, they the only shooter that we were talking about, um, you know, in the pre show was Splatoon, right? Like, and that's not even a gun; it's a it's a squirt gun, right? Like, it's shooting right. out ink and i think that that's that's easily a a you know an indication of what their where their values lie and what they're willing to do and not do in terms of you know any game you know they've given mario a squirt gun in mario sunshine you know they've allowed him to throw his hat in mario odyssey so they do have that beat em up style um aspect to a lot of their games but you know and super smash brothers is a is a great example of that uh but there are certain i think nintendo is very protective over their ips and the universe in which they live in and that's also the other big factor here i think that for nintendo they're very closed off and allowing these characters to interact with each other. And the only time they do really is in smash, right? Like that's the only time we ever see them really interact with other, aside from something like Mario and Sonic at the Olympics or Mario versus rabbits or, or what, you know, what have you. Um, But to go jump to an entirely different universe in general, it just doesn't seem on par with what Nintendo um has done previously and it just seems like it's one of those things where like i said it's it's a great thought to to think about but like like nick said i could see them being like you want to you want a pokemon battle royale game we'll give you a pokemon battle royale game like i think there are ways that you can do it i i recently played the uh the pac-man 99 on switch yeah. 
Loved it. So Absolutely much fun. Loved. So much yeah. fun. Yeah. Right. So you can make a battle royale out of just about anything. <laughs> really and can. I feel like, you know, Pokemon, instead of going the Fortnite route, would just simply say, we're going to release our own version. Um, and it's going to be catered exactly to uh, Pokemon fans. Brad. Devil's mm-hmm. Bravocate moment here, folks. Yes. <laughs> so there we go. Waiting for one branding. One if they went for, yeah. <laughs> Plug that. Uh, one if they went for an approach that's never been done before. So we talk about, I heard both of you say, anti-violence, Nintendo doesn't want to be associated with a game with guns, or even Bruno, like I said, a, a different world, a different atmosphere, a different world that you would live in. One if they didn't actually produce a skin, a character that carried the gun. One if they only did things in the item shop, like a back bling, or a pickaxe, something that didn't associate itself directly with violence, but was something that you could wear to support your you as a fan of Pokemon, like Ash's backpack, or that had like a Pokeball on the side of it, or something that could be Pokemon, you know, centric, but not be like you're not having to play as Ash or play as Brock or Misty or or Mewtwo or whatever, but like still mm. have some exclusive and it would be an epic or legendary level cost content in the item shop that you could accessorize with on your characters. Well, I I think that that is a a, po- a more possible route than giving a character a gun. However, you said the word exclusive and Nintendo loves that word and they would love it if you could only get that on Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. right? Like I could see maybe, maybe then down the road. Wouldn't that, you know, wouldn't that like, be like the old skin that was the Samsung? Remember the Samsung skin way yeah, a long time yeah. ago? Then it would yeah. be like buy the new Switch, download Fortnite, get an exclusive get Pokemon back bling or something. Yes. However, you know, to play devil's Bradvocate to devil's Bradvocate (laughs) over here, devil's Bradvocate squared, um, basically, I would say there's no need for for Pokemon to do that, right? Like, what benefit does it have? Buko Bucks, they they have all the leverage with Epic. They could sign a major, major, major contract. That's the one time Epic, because you know Epic's got basically unlimited money right so they could pay nintendo insane amount of money just to do that one type of one type of exclusive event it would be huge money and you could cross promote if they were launching a new pokemon game or something it's tied to that marketing release like you could streamline that business deal that it would be profitable and make sense from a financial standpoint to nintendo yeah, definitely. But I think Bruno's point definitely is is where I'm thinking of it, is that there's already been an example of what Nintendo thinks about crossovers in multi-platform games, and that is Rocket League. When Rocket League was released for the Switch, they it is cross-platform. You can play with other Rocket League platforms. And there, when you download it, when you originally you had to purchase it on the Switch, it wasn't free to play it yet. And when you did, you got a Mario hat, and you got a Mario-branded uh, car, okay, like a decal. The caveat was that you could only see it if you were playing on Switch. So if I was partying with you or playing against you and you're on the Switch and you have those things equipped, <laughs> when I see you, it it, it, it just, just defaults car. over to like a different like generic hat and a different generic car with none of the Mario stuff actually on it. So as far as they're concerned, it doesn't exist. 
So even in that mode of here's an opportunity to have your Nintendo branding appear on other consoles, Nintendo said, uh-uh. And I think when we get into our next story about, you know, companies making uh, uh, accessibility-minded peripherals, there's one company that still hasn't or is not planning to, and that's Nintendo. They're, they are the first to just say, you know what, walled garden, yeah. we're going to stay in here. And yeah. if you want to come to us, great, but we will not come to you. They probably it's more would a, argue yeah. that their controller is accessible because it's so funky. They'd be like, oh, yeah, it's already accessible. What are you talking about? So it's tiny. detached. Like, it's, yeah, no. you know, so I, but yeah, <laughs> we'll get into that. We Don't will. kill um, my I dreams, like- Nick. Don't kill them. I'm, I'm waiting for that crossover. I, I wish you all the best, Brad. I wish you all <laughs> the best. As Bruno, I was like, how cool would a Samus yeah. crossover be too? Like that would be the perfect, mm-hmm. like the perfect crossover. And you yeah, like all some of the like mobile emotes or like continual emotes like rolling and like the Laura Croft ones. How you cool. got a better chance of seeing Mega Man. Definitely. Okay. Which okay, thank you, Bruno. Because my uh, the question that we have from Russell in chat right now is what's your guys' dream crossover for I guess for Fortnite or otherwise that may or may not be possible for me. Definitely, I want to see Mega Man. Uh, in in Fortnite, I want all the Mega Men because there's like six or seven of them. I want Mega Man. Oh, yeah. I want Mega Man X. I want the Mega Man uh, character from the Legend series. I'll buy them all. Take my money. Here it is, dollars, millennial I mean, bucks. I already, I already told you TMNT and Power Rangers. But for the TMNT, yes. I want to see like I, I want, I, I wouldn't mind paying for each individual turtle. But I want each individual turtle to have classic color variant and regular variant, Ooh, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I want that all of their weapons to mm-hmm. be uh, able to be unsheathed and used as pickaxe. Uh, pickaxe. Uh, their as pickaxe. pickaxe. Of course. Now, with that said, all of the elements are there. Right. All of the elements are there in terms of mechanics. Like they already have a staff. They already have a katana. They already have some nunchuck like swinging maces that you could use for for Mikey. And, you know, Raph, I mean, they have the 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 knives, right? Like they have that. So it's it's really just a matter of time. I mean, if not if not uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers, Brad. Where where are you going with this? Dodgeball. <laughs> I'd buy that. Can I get so a white fast. Goodman skin, please? <laughs> I've already got I've already got the emote. You have to bring in a dodgeball. I've already have to be yeah. able to throw oh, a dodgeball. Yeah. I've already got Instant the emote. elimination. Yeah. Yeah. Unless Instant they catch it. Yeah, if they're gonna do a Dragon Ball Z like power up and you can throw that thing, I want I want a I want a dodgeball power up. I mean, come on. How oh epic gosh. would that be? Can I be Patches O'Houlihan? Please. <laughs> In a wheelchair? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. We'll squad okay, up. We'll have the whole answers. team. We'll be... We'll <laughs> Blade. Oh, you, you can buy the whole team. Blade. <laughs> laser. Blazer. It'll be in one of those, like, discount packs, because they're all the same. <laughs> yeah. They're all the same. What about, about Romanovia's best? <laughs> Friends and Anaskovich. Have... You have to have like a conga line style emote. Yes. Of like when they come Bing out, the, the dance when they come out. You have to have that. I mean, if, if you can't well, come out with that, that then what they are you have doing? That emote's already in there. Oh, it is? So, yeah, you. that's what Brad was doing the mm-hmm. other night. The, oh, yeah. right. I hit, my, I hit my mic like a do. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. The, Never mind. Yeah, I got to get that, it. <laughs> that is mm-hmm. the. That's the purple cobra's emote. That's, that's the purple cobra's. Yeah. That's the one. Awesome. Well, good. Uh, good question there from uh, from Epic Capture Productions. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, listen, it's uh, it's a great topic, and it's always fun when this kind of stuff pops up because it definitely sparks a fun conversation despite it not being real. And, uh, you know, I'm sure Nintendo sees this stuff. I'm sure Fortnite sees this stuff. I'm sure Fortnite is a lot more willing to, you know, go to the, the, the negotiating table. But uh, like Caitlin just said, we need a QTB and Fortnite crossover at the end of the day. Ooh, you know, that... <laughs> that's that's the end game, folks. That's that's question you know. chat. Who you playing as? You playing <laughs> as Nick? Crazy. You playing as Bruno or you playing as your boy? That's that's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to play as Kirby Ball or Dale. Come on. Oh, you would have a Kirby <laughs> Ball back bling, Nick. I totally see it. Like this is this would be <laughs> that's the Nintendo crossover. And then the, <laughs> we're going to be the bridge. <laughs> and then Bruno's going to have an Arnie Palmy back bling. I totally see it. I'm just, yes. you know what I mean? He doesn't drink mm-hmm. Slurp Juice to Shield that. Up. He drinks an Arnie Palmy. Of course. Oh, it. my gosh. I would spread that on a cracker. Are you kidding me? Me? Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> he said the thing. He said the thing. Well, guys, another big story to get to. What but is first, first of all, I have a huge announcement. Um, we have announced this on our Discord, and you probably heard about it on our live streams. But that is that, of course, uh, QTB has partnered with advanced.gg guys and we are so excited about this because i've got some amazing product right here the strawberry lemonade uh focus very good stuff guys advanced.gg offers powders supplements and even canned drinks with the first ever clinically proven ingredient that improves mental performance when gaming what i like about these guys is that the energy blend in all of their products you're going to get up to six hours of energy with focus and no crash that's the important thing you're not going to be you know need to nap down the road it's very much a sustained energy burst i can definitely attest to that no fillers or chalky aftertaste it quickens your decision making and focuses your gaming skills it's going to make you more better at gaming and that's what we all want to be at the end of the day is more better um, and also, it, there's no proprietary blends that hide ingredients. Everything that you see is right there. It's on the label. There's no mystery ingredients in this thing. You know what you're going to get. And so many delicious flavors to choose from. I got the strawberry lemonade, but Brad, you've been uh, you've been taste testing uh, over there on your end, too. What'd you get, man? So I picked up two of the cans. I got the original and the frostberry. I got the 12-pack of the cans, and I have to tell you, man, these okay. are incredible. Both my wife and I love them as you said fantastic blend of flavors very natural does not taste like a premium energy supplement uh great rise in energy focus i mean i'm gonna start my day with one tomorrow before i head to work so i'm telling you check out avance.gg check them out fantastic flavors and shakers i mean they've got everything you need to enhance your gaming experience it's good stuff. And we have that exclusive promo code. If you use QTB10 at checkout, uh, they're going to knock 10% off that price just for being a fan of Quit the Build. Great way to get it. Great, yeah, great products, guys, all around, and a great way to support us here at Quit the Build as well. So thanks to our new uh, uh, friends and partners over at Advanced.gg. Love it. Love it. Great announcement there. Um, and tasty, tasty stuff. I'm you see you, me sipping on it all the time on the streams, it's man. It's been helping you with the streams, yeah. man. I've been watching you. That bow. Focus. You, with that Have bow. you seen the bow shots? That is, that is brought to you by Advanced.gg. I mean, look, Those bow plays. QTB's Hawkeye over here. I'm just saying. <laughs> Took a dude off of, a, off of a bike. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. Like, Every time he says it, I think you're saying boom. hot guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> both. Okay. Hawkeye. You're hot. You're hot, hot guy. guy. Hawkeye. It's a marketing issue for Hawkeye, honestly. It really is. <laughs> it, it or was really it strategic? <laughs> To be know. fair, though, Jeremy Renner is a hot guy, so I mean, it's, he is. Yeah, and kind of he's a sleeveless. Boat. He doesn't need mm-hmm. sleeves. He's no unencumbered. Sleeves. <laughs> no sleeves. <laughs> unencumbered. That's how you aim. That's uh, how you well, get speaking, that good aim. 
Yep. Speaking of being unencumbered, one of the most important things and an uh, important topic right now in gaming is accessibility and, and for Woo! gamers of all ability levels um, physically to be unencumbered when they are gaming. So, uh, you know, a, a great word there to kind of take us into our next story. This is coming from the actual PlayStation blog. Yeah, where the uh, Project Leonardo was unveiled recently for the PlayStation 5. It's a highly customizable accessibility controller kit. This was unveiled at, I believe, uh, CES. There was a quick uh, presentation given by PlayStation, and boy, you hear that sound. And uh, it, 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 it evokes a lot of feelings for a lot of people. But, you know, one thing that... Uh, we have seen in the console, you know, wars unofficially um, is that, you know, Xbox was first to the uh, first out of the gate with the concept of um, an adaptive controller, right? That has all sorts of extra things you can plug in and basically game the way that you need to to work yeah. around any kind of uh, of uh, physical disabilities that you may have. And it's it's a beautiful thing. And it's been so well received. Um, they even had that Super Bowl ad that ran, um, I believe yeah. it was last year. Um, that they went all in on yeah. on the concept of the adaptive controller, and it's been uh, the, just the best press and then just the, the best concept. Um, and so yeah. now we, we do see uh, Sony finally kind of catching up to that with this announcement. And as of right now, no release date in sight. They're just letting us know, here's the concept. It's on its way. No price point either. This thing looks... I don't even know how to, it looks like a, like a, like a, like a super niche, like rhythm game controller that you could only yeah. use for like one <laughs> game and you would never use it for anything else. Uh, yeah. I mean, what, what, you know, Bruno, when you see this thing, like what was your first impression of it? I thought it looked really cool. And I think that, um, I th honestly think that PlayStation's approach to this is, um, a multifaceted usage for the controller. They want people, uh, obviously they're, they're creating this with, uh, dis disability in mind. But I think they're also doing the PlayStation thing, which is how can we sell this to normal, you know, everyday gamers? I don't want to say normal, but everyday gamers, yeah. right? Um, uh, who who wouldn't benefit from this controller specifically, right? Like I I don't benefit from the accessibility controller that that Xbox has, um, but someone else might who has a specific disability. I don't think that's necessarily the route that PlayStation's going down. I think they kind of are thinking of it like, how can we double dip? How can we make something that is, that's somewhat accessible to uh, people who might need or get usage out of this controller? And how can we make it interesting for people who play a specific type of game and would rather have those types of inputs, perhaps like, a fighting game, you know, and I think that uh, arcade pads are, are one of the first thing I think of in regards to that, or even something like a mech game, you know, where you've got multiple controls that you really need to have dexterity with. I can totally see, you know, the average gamer, right. You know, picking this peripheral up if the game suits them. You know, if there's a game out there that suits them for that, I know Brad's shaking his head and he's going to give me the reason why not. <laughs> but, um, you know, <laughs> I think it's I, I, I'm glad to see something like this. And like I said, to me, I don't know what I would use it for, Nick, mm -hmm. but it was interesting to me because right. I thought that my first thought was like going back, like, 
you know, oh, I think of all the other games that I've, you know, played, what games could be benefit, you know, could benefit from this style of play. And, you know, rhythm games are a great example of that. It would be much easier to play a keyboard with something like that, or, you know, it would just be a great challenge in general to have to use something that looks like this, you know, clock essentially. <laughs> um, Brad, yeah. what are your thoughts on this? Obviously, you don't agree with uh, the average gamer picking something like this up because um, bec- do you think it's a good design? Uh, well, I'll put the design to the side. It's intent, right? When you have scope creep, when you have you water down or you try to um, over design or over like over scope your audience, you lose its intent for its initial purpose. And that's what I'm hearing from you is you're saying, well, I'm an average gamer. I could use that for something then all of a sudden game designers are going to start doing that instead of actually designing it and leveraging it to make it more accessible for those who can't already use this, the controller that's been put out. And so that's my fear is that it should be the sole intent of these should be to expand the availability and accessibility to, of these games to others who cannot use yeah, the base controller. And so I, I, I actually feel that it would be a disservice in some ways to then also release functionality for it to make certain games semi-dependent on using that as well, because then what does that do for those who can't use a normal controller and that together? It makes that game not accessible again. So, well, and I think that, I think to your point, I think that, you know, and, and I want to hear your, your thoughts on this as well, because uh, we haven't seen a price point. Now the accessibility controller on Xbox's end is a hundred dollars, which I think is a pretty fair price considering the, what you're getting. Right, considering that it is a, it is a little bit uh, is a little bit bigger piece of hardware, you know the average controller is about sixty dollars. So you know this is a this is the size of a keyboard, right? You know two huge buttons on it and tons of different um, peripherals in which you can kind of plug into it. Uh, I you know I I would I would be very hesitant to say that this is going to be a hundred dollar price point. Nick said. He thought it might be $150, which I think is about right. You know, I think that's probably what they're seeing. Now, with that in mind, is that truly accessibility? Is, is it accessibility if you're creating You're stealing my next point. At, <laughs> yeah, that's at such, at such a high price point. Because, you know what I mean? Like, accessibility doesn't just mean, like, oh, yeah, we're giving you something that you can use. If the peripheral costs an arm and a leg, and you don't have an arm and a leg, so, Brad, so, obviously there's a So, so here, here's how I, would, um, how I would counter that. Yes, I feel like if you're paying that much for a single controller, regardless of the technology or functionality you're getting that enables you to have access to those games, I think what console platform should do is that at initial purchase of a console you have the choice that most consoles come with a controller will allow that to be customized to either buy a normal controller or an accessible controller based off of your needs and that way everyone at the beginning of when they buy a new console is given the controller they need to play games and be successful but brad you know just as well as i do that the the consumer in you would look at it and say, okay, the the accessibility controller is more expensive. Is $150. It's more expensive. I'm going to add that to my order and then buy a $60 controller or 
$70 controller, uh, you know, at half the cost of this and, and, and maybe sell it. You know what I mean? Like that, there's no way that there's always Bruno, Bruno, there's always third party economics that play into any industry in any market. Right. I think what I'm trying to focus on here is the intent of accessibility for gamers who don't have it. And you would think at some point that even just like the game pass was the first to come out and now PlayStation's modeled their own version of that at a similar cost structure. It's not far fetched to think that it's going to be somewhere in the ballpark of a hundred dollars, maybe a bit more. Cause if it's too far beyond that, then everyone's gonna say, well, if I want an accessible console, I'm going to go to Xbox where it's more affordable to do that. Right. So you have to think that just by supply and demand and competitive, you know, competitive advantage, it can't be priced that much more. And at the end of the day, this this is a great PR move by these companies. Make an accessible controller at an accessible price to allow those folks to play. And and if you make it super expensive, then you're just doing yourself and you're and you're just now narrowing your narrowing your consumer base. So I'm really not looking at the cost side of it. Like, you know, I'm the cost guy. I always ask that question first. This is the first time I'm going to say, hey, let's think about the intent and the and the, the real purpose of these controllers and what value that would bring beyond monetary value to the industry and to widening and making gaming truly something that everyone can enjoy. And that's that's my intent with this is to say, hey, let's. Let's not make this a dual design, have it be also used by average gamers. Let's try to find a fair price and make it something that is successful. Because the last thing you want is them to I put agree. out something and I then agree. it flop. Right, Nick? No, I completely I mean, agree. I'm saying my point is I think that's the route they should go. I think that's the route that Xbox did. Now, now Nick shared something very interesting with us uh, in the pre-show, which is basically that that Xbox was initially going to cut the uh the accessibility controller right nick yeah when i was doing some research for the show i was surprised when that popped up um and the story essentially alluded to the fact that you know 2021 was a tough year for many companies right supply chain issues we were still very much in the in the the peak of the uh the with the the micro uh, semiconductor chips right having a shortage still is a problem but it was a bigger problem then and um you know with uh with budget cuts on the line this article was essentially with someone that was working in xbox at the time saying they were ready to cut um like microsoft teams they were ready to cut a couple things and one of those things is going to be the adaptive controller for the xbox what ends up happening is that the um you know the the you know base level you know the people actually working on this stuff right on the, the people that, that make the donuts as they say got together and said let's try and talk them out of this and they pleaded their case um and uh, you know you 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 also sent me an article we're talking about that quote where they you know they they pointed out there's 400 million gamers that um have some sort of physical disability that makes it harder for them to play games in some way um, and so I think that, uh, and that's one of the things that I really respect about Microsoft is that they yep. can pivot and they listen to their people. Like that's, that's, that, that, yep. that really preaches to the culture of Microsoft that executives will listen to the people that, um, that actually can see what's happening and understand, uh, what's important. And, you know, I'm, I'm not bashing executives, but at the end of the day, they're going to make a couple, you know, high value decisions yep. and that's what they do. So, well, and, and yeah. to your point about that, you know, I think that a, I think their pivot in terms of marketing surrounding the entire controller proves that that they were listening to the 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 employees who were making this because obviously they floated them some 
you know, some of those numbers, right, that we see. And then they did entire commercials and stuff surrounding that. So obviously they changed the minds of the executives up there. Now to PlayStation and Brad's point, you know, I, I would hope that their sole purpose is to bring accessibility to those who need it, right? That's our whole goal here. I quit the bill and excuse me, quit the build in general Mm -hmm. is to make sure that everyone feels included in gaming. We don't have that toxic attitude, you know, that you see with a lot of other gamers who are constantly yelling at the screen. Like, you know, I I don't want my son to end up on a Dr. (laughs) Phil episode about how video (laughs) video games are, 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 you know, ruining the youth and all that kind of stuff. Like (laughs) I want him to, you know, I want him to really, uh, Take the take what we practice and and preach and and put it to use, right? You know yeah. that gaming should be fun and open to everyone. However, I don't know that that's ever been PlayStation's goal. You know, and the article I shared with you, you know, basically said that it, it came out in November, and you know, there they it, it interviewed several you know uh, gamers with disabilities and. They basically said, you know, we've been used to this for several game cycles now because Mm -hmm. there's been nothing for PlayStation, nothing for PlayStation 2, nothing for PlayStation 3, nothing for PlayStation 4. You know, it's it's about time. You know, that's it's it's about time is what we're hearing from the community. But to kind of bring it back full circle to what we said earlier, at least PlayStation's finally doing something because it seems like. They're second still in the race, right? Microsoft was the first. Now, finally, you know, Sony's doing something. Nintendo still hasn't done anything, right? We joked earlier about them arguing or spinning it that their their <laughs> their Joy Cons are already accessible, yeah. but 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 like yeah. accessible. Hello. We, we we tend to knock Sony and PlayStation quite a bit at times on this. We're 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 definitely a bit biased, at least on my side. I'm I'm a Xbox fan through and through, but I have to give credit where credits due. Whether you want to call it late to the game, second in the race, whatever, this is at least an attempt by PlayStation to bring something that is going to be in the same realm of what Microsoft and Xbox have put out and is leaving Nintendo now to be a standalone where they, they've done nothing in this category. Here's the thing is that they're OK. You can go as far back as like 2010 when there was a third party that made it that made the concept of an accessibility controller okay they did that and it never got any traction beyond maybe a niche audience i don't even know if it came to market it wasn't until 2018 that uh that microsoft actually created um an official xbox controller for gamers so you're talking about the xbox one era and beyond whereas before that it wasn't it wasn't even a, a thing in the mind of 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 these companies it's the thing to talk about right now. It's it's yeah. the topic is how do you make gaming accessible to everyone? And you're right, Bruno. That's a, that's a big deal for us in terms of the way that we treat other people um, and uh, create an inclusive environment, right? As, as you said, an inclusive, not exclusive. But that's also the thing about Sony is that when you are buying into a PlayStation, you're making that investment. You already know what you're getting into before you ever need or have the idea of purchasing an adaptive controller, which is that you're going to pay more more for things. You're going to be in a different ecosystem that charges you more for things a la carte. Um, And at the end of the day, 
you know that what whatever you get is going to be a little bit pricier than if you had got it from the other guys. You look at the new um, the DualSense Edge that was just announced, um, and that's going to be a price point of around two hundred bucks. Not going to have a lot of the features um, that you would see like with an Xbox Elite controller as a as a comparison point. So that that higher price point just comes with the territory. And I, I will give them some credit here because there are some innovations that they are offering with this controller that I'm not seeing with the Xbox version. What I like about the Xbox version is it comes bundled with a million different little buttons and switches and different ways that you can you can do just about anything from any configuration. It's 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 amazing what they thought of. Um, but also Sony has some pretty cool ideas here, even though the actual device is kind of its own little thing. Um, like you said, almost looks like an arcade joypad. Um, it can be tethered to things. Um, you can, you can configure a lot of little things. What I love about it is that you can also connect another controller and let that be assigned to the same controller slot. So if you want to play with a controller, but only use the project Leonardo controller for certain inputs, maybe with your feet or whatever, or you can have a friend or a family member also take control of that and assist the player that's a cool idea, too, for yeah. gamers that like the idea of gaming. You're trying to get somebody into gaming, but you don't want to quite give them the, the full range because they're not ready for it. They just yeah. want to push certain buttons. I'm not, I'm not trying There's, to throw shade at the design, yeah. but it looks like Tapple. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like Tapple, the board game Tapple a little bit. What's that? You guys have never seen tapple. board game Tapple? Google it. Tapple. We're Googling it. Tapple, guys, real time. What? Oh, yeah, it does. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what the heck is this, Brad? You've never heard of Tapple? Well, you're, you, I mean, Milton Bradley does have the word Brad in it, so it's not so surprising. So, Tapple is a oh, yeah, game where you yeah. draw a category, and you start okay. the timer, and you have to name something in that category with those letters. And once you name it using that letter, you push the letter down, and then it can't be used again in the round. And as the letters start mm. to dwindle, it gets harder to... And if, if you can't name it and the timer stops, you lose the round. So... Um, that it, it just reminded me of the board game Tapple looks very much the way you can press a lot of the different buttons around in a circle, kind of that design seems similar. So I know there's going to yeah, be a I'm, buttload, I'm a buttload more customization than Tapple, but yeah, I, I can <laughs> see kind of some similarities yeah. there and. And they do have the ports on the PlayStation on this controller where you'll be able to plug in. They won't sell them, but you can buy like third party switches um, this all basically, you know, on off one zero switches that um, can be assigned to any specific button press. So there, there is a lot of, of, of a positive direction they're heading in. It's just, you know, and, and also, you know, Sony, the last point I'll make is Sony has invested a lot in the concept of the dual sense, right? That idea of a controller that has haptic feedback so much so that many of their, their, their star games often, you know, promote how cool it is to be able to, you know, feel things with the triggers and the way that it responds um, with, with vibrations and other things. So, I mean, it's, you know, I, and in that article that, that, that you had linked, Bruno kind of talked about that, that many of these gamers feel alienated that they're trying yeah. to trend in that direction with the controller, that if you can't hold it, um, even with this, this new system they're coming out with, you're still going to end up with a, with a subpar experience or missing out on certain aspects of what they want to be the game literal feel um, so there's, there's a lot of different perspectives here. I think when the one thing we can all agree on is Nintendo, where are you at? You yeah, know, really? where, where, yeah. where are you at? We know you're not going to do it. <laughs> I hate to say that, <laughs> but you should. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I, I heard through the grapevine that Xbox is actually working on a, on a haptic feedback controller, uh, for their next controller. So I, I expect we will probably see something like that in the future. And Nick, you hit the nail on the head. Um, when you talked about uh, a lot of the developers, you know, despite there being accessibility 
for uh, gamers who need it, uh, it still comes down to the developers to allow those types of controllers um, and customization to be done within the game. If you're making a game in 2022, uh, 2023 now, well, you know, <laughs> caught me, uh, <laughs> then you, and you don't have a, you know, uh, press to bind function for all of your controllers mm -hmm. to be able to completely change it to how you want it. Then I, you know, it doesn't matter what type of controller comes out, right? Like it's not going to be able to be used by everyone. You know, and I think that's the easiest thing. PC games have done it for years, right? You, you load in a thing and you can change the controls automatically, um, you know, right from the start. So, uh, definitely is something that we're going to need to see more of from, from Nintendo and more from, uh, developers who continue to try and, uh, stretch the, uh, capabilities of, of basically joining gamers together, um, disability or not. I mean, you know, we're talking, uh, colorblind modes and, and what there was the recent, uh, PlayStation game that actually had sign language. So, you know, despite uh, PlayStation coming in second to the the peripheral game, which is very unlike PlayStation, they were first to the game in that aspect of of creating some type of of uh, accessibility for for uh, hearing impaired gamers, and I think that we're we're trending on that 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 uh, that road, and I think soon enough people will be joining the QTB community and realizing. Nick, we got it all. Tell them about it. <laughs> well, Bruno, you know, you're talking about peripherals, and I've got something in my peripheral vision right here, which is quitthebuild.com. It's an amazing website, y'all. Have you been there yet? We got we got blog articles. We've got our amazing QTB network. And, of course, we got our merch page. You got to get in there, get the T-shirts, get the pop sockets, get the pillows, get yourself some squad swag, show it off. You know, on our Discord and beyond, we love that stuff. And a new addition on our website, if you go to our community page, quitthebuild.com slash community, scroll down to the bottom because we got a little something there for you. It's uh, those official QTB profile pictures. If you want to have uh, a rock a QTB, quit the build profile picture to show your support and that you are all about positivity, inclusivity, and having fun in games, go get one of those profiles. We got a whole different designs to choose from. You can add it to your profile on Discord, YouTube, TikTok, whatever it is, or use it as part of a template. We have people that have been putting themselves or putting other things in front of the image. So go check it out today at quitthebuild.com. There you go. Uh, wow. What do you think, Brad? <laughs> Brad literally just dropped off the call. Oh, just the worst possible timing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. There's no, 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 we're cutting, we're cutting, even though he's back. It doesn't matter because it's not going to get better than that. For Nick and Brad, I'm Bruno. For Bruno and Brad, I'm Nick. <laughs> I guess he doesn't have a bike. That's Brad. <laughs> he's down. What a deal. Oh my gosh. That was so funny. <laughs> Oh, man. I tell you what, that was so funny. I forgot to give the Patreon reads. Uh, by the way, thank you so much to our Patreon supporters like our QTB and Fuego supporters, Epic Capture Productions, 
Matt.bat, Alexa, Caitlin, Josh, Courtney, Megan, and our QTV Plus supporters. Nick Nick, the uh, Dudas Monk, Indie Gamiacs, Alan Abadessa, Mr. Grove Games, the Intergalactic Pinecone, Fluffy Bunny, and Terry the Kitten. Guys, if you'd like to support us, the great way to do it is Patreon at patreon.com slash quitthebuild. QTB Nights recording coming up this Monday. You don't want to miss it, okay? Because the, 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 the PM is where we do the DMs. Direct <laughs> messages? I, it's, it's not really. No. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> We've got to work on that one. <laughs> We're still rolling. All right, everybody. Thank you all so much for joining us. And uh, we'll see you next time right here on QTV. I should hit the button. There it is. Quit the build.